Well, welcome everyone. You're listening to A Night at the Roundtable. We're coming to you live from bbsradio.com, station two. My name is Caroline Oceana Ryan, and I'll be your host this evening. And I'm here with my really wonderful friends and co-hosts, energy healer and bioenergetics expert, Benayak, energy healer, Randy Miller, and of course, our faction three white knights, Rama, Arjuna, and Tara Green. And on our panel, our friends, Micah and Penny. So, all right. Very glad you're all here. And uh, our second guest, uh, sorry, our guest in the second hour will be Kelly S. Jones, formerly known as Kelly. She's been given a new name by Spirit, so she's actually now Diana Jones. And she is absolutely a wonderful healer, coach, spiritual consultant, teacher, and author. So we really look forward to speaking with Diana. So this is a very interactive show. As I always say, please do call in if you've got a comment, a question for any of our co-hosts or for our guest, Diana. It doesn't have to be specifically about any one issue, this or that, just something that you have a real desire to understand better. So um, call in if you'd like to ask a question or make a comment. Uh, particularly if it has to do with what we're discussing. But as I say, sometimes people just have a question about Nasara or something. So the numbers to call for station two are 888-429-5471. That's 888-429-5471. Or you can call 323-744-4841. Again, that's 323-744-4841. All right, wonderful. So to start us off today, we'll have a short meditation from our friend Vinayak. So I'll hand that talking stick over to you, my friend. Thank you, Caroline. It's good to be here with everybody. Thank you to the listening audience. It's um Really a pleasure to have you with us again. And we're just going to enter into that space of stillness and calm and peace within by taking some few deep breaths. And just begin to feel your body. And just let everything quiet down as you take another deep breath. If you're doing something right now, just set it aside and see if you're willing to give yourself the space and the time for yourself right now by just breathing and experiencing the quiet, the stillness, the peace, the calm. Now allow yourself to feel the energy that is being supported right now by Mother Earth. Letting the energy coming up through your feet and asking Mother Gaia to give you the gift of that full support 
and peace and calm within as the energy moves up through your body, past your ankles, your calves, your knees and your thighs, into that root chakra at the base of your spine, your pelvis, the sacral center, the second chakra, the solar plexus, and now allowing that energy to flow into your heart. And just be grateful. And why don't you just say thank you to your heart. Your heart that pumps the blood. And allows us to stay alive. And more than that. Connects us to who we are. As a matter of fact, let's all connect our hearts right now. Just feel that connection. You might notice it coming out through your hands. And extending around the planet. And coming right back to you. And as that energy flows and comes back to you, Notice that the energy is now increased and expanded, and your heart is even bigger than it was before. You take the deep breath of gratitude. Gratitude for being alive, for being here now. Now we're going to bring that energy up into our throat. And think of all the times that you've voiced out to the universe your requests, your desires, your wants, your needs. Setting all that aside, just allow yourself to express gratitude for that voice that you have. the ability to speak your word and to know that it is so. To know that you are the creator as you speak with the sound of your voice. Acknowledge that beautiful presence of who you are as you breathe in another deep breath and bring that energy up into your third eye. And perhaps by now, you may be seeing, sensing, or feeling some energy in your third eye. 
a deeper awareness of your environment around you, of the environment inside you, of the cells in your body vibrating with health and harmony and peace and joy and happiness. Singing praises of gratitude. Because you're taking care of them. You're paying attention to your physical needs. Your mental and spiritual needs as well. Now bringing that energy with another deep breath and into your crown. That thousand petal lotus unfolding and allowing the gift of who you are to be more present to be more felt to be more experienced than ever before and imagine now that that crown is a beacon and it's a beacon of light and it goes up into the heavens into the skies and into the cosmos and into the galaxies above. And it's like you're saying, welcome, brothers and sisters of the stars and the galaxies and the planets. And you feel yourself rejoicing and singing and acknowledging the family, the oneness that we all are. And now bring that energy from the cosmos down into your crown. And into your third eye. Perhaps you're having some visions now. Now back into your heart. And feel how connected you are to everything on this planet, off this planet, the galaxies, our star brothers and sisters, the four-leggeds, the two-leggeds, the insects, the environment. Nature itself, it's all you, and it's here for you. And with another deep breath, breathing gratitude and love, expand that love out into the cosmos. Speak your word for peace and joy and happiness. And send love to all those who may be in need or may be feeling that they are lacking that. That they temporarily forgot who they are and you're here to remind them. 
because you remember. And with that, and with so much love and thankfulness for who you are, who we are together, the oneness that we be, I say namaste. And I pass this golden talking stick back to you, Caroline. Beautiful. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Vinayak. So healing and so beautiful, these images and and the energy that you offer us. Thank you so much, my friend. And I'm wondering now if, um, if anyone would like to give their energy update. Randy, if you would like to. Uh, or Micah, if you've got an update. Whoever jumps first. Let Micah go first. <laughs> All right. Micah, would you like to give us an update? You'll have to unmute. Greetings, everyone, all of our listeners from around the globe and throughout the cosmos. Well, folks, from the sounds of it, there's been some breakthroughs in the peace talks in Vienna. Mr. Kesh mentioned this in his public teachings today on the Knowledge Seekers Workshop. Um, So the participation of the Universal Council and Knowledge Seekers to give freely from their souls to elevate the souls of those in the peace talks appears to be working. Um, yeah, I got to speak with Mr. Kesh today uh, in on a conference meeting. And, uh, you know, I just have to say he speaks with such sincerity and also immense fervor in his passion of his work. He said he's working three to four times more now than he was 30 to 40 years ago. He's gone from 18-hour days to 24-hour days, and there still needs to be things to be done. (laughs) Uh, So anyhow, he confirmed with us that the plan for the rollout of a 1,000 Keshe Foundation facilities, including wellness centers, university research and development centers, and manufacturing facilities over the next two years is in full motion. This is going to be funded entirely by the Keshe Foundation. Uh, we're we're looking at a multi-million dollar billion dollar projects in partnership with one of the largest construction companies out of China. Um, also, the Kesh Foundation Wellness Centers will have a very large number of these enhancement units in them, and they are finding that when they put so many of them together, it creates a field throughout the entire. Uh, Uh, location uh, i think it's like two kilometer radius so it's really really cool um also one last thing is there's another worldwide meditation on the 21st of december so just everybody try to tune in uh to uh for world peace on the 21st of december and in fact you know try to do it every day even just a little bit every day tune in I uh, I set my alarm for eleven eleven, and I always try to just ha- go into meditation for to elevate the souls of all of the planet. Um, yeah, so that's my report, and I'll pass the talking stick back to you, Caroline. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Micah. I can well imagine that uh, Professor Cash is beyond busy. <laughs> Now, probably 24 hours in a day are not enough. Oh, bless them. Oh, amazing, amazing work. 
So, all right. Um, I don't know, Vinayak or Randy, would you like to give an energy update? I don't know if you want to give us an energy update, Vinayak. It's up to you. I'll, I'll take the stick. Okay, wonderful. We'll hand that talking stick to you then, Randy. Thank you, Caroline. Well, I was out in the boat last night and today doing some business. I'm in the computer repair business as a sideline and a hobby, talking to some customers. And it's funny how one set of people are very up, uplifted and joyous and happy, and the next person is down in the dumps and, and not to do if they trust you, and but they do want your services. And, you know, it's kind of strange. You know, I said, look, this is what it is. This is the deal. Way we go. And. But you could tell there was animosity in that one office. Some people weren't kind of getting along, but they had to they had to get things fixed. So I said, this is it. This is how it takes. It's all it's going to do it. And that's it. Take it or leave it. Oh, okay. No problem. No one else can do it right away. So that's it. So the average person out there right now, they're confused. They know something's happening, but they can't get a handle on it because it's outside their normal frame of reference. This is the one thing we have to remember. Not everybody thinks and acts like we do. They don't have access to the same information. And this is an information age that we're in. But we have to use the heart to do the discernment to know if the information is good information? Is it what they call fake information? Or is it just plain old BS? Just ask yourself a question, anybody that's been on the internet. Where did all these experts come from all of a sudden? Everywhere now we have fact checkers. Experts in this, expert in that. Look, five years, they weren't back, they weren't there. They all of a sudden just came out of the woodwork. So you have to ask yourself a simple question. The only person you can trust right now is yourself and your own awareness of what your soul is telling you to do. If you, in the research field, when I'm doing research and I'm wanting to get data, so if I have four sources of data, and each one of those sources do not know the other, and they are saying the same thing, now you have good information. But if the four people can't agree, then something's flawed in the data. So this is the whole thing you have to realize. When you're doing research and development on anything, you have to make sure your sources are reliable. And can your source supply either a link or, you know, I heard it from my brother Fred. He heard it from my uncle Jack, who acted to the guy down on the corner in the garage. That's not reliable information. Reliable information can come from many different ways. I find lately, if I go to bed, just before I go to bed, and I'll just ask the cosmos, dot, da, dot, da, dot, da, dot, da, dot, wait for an answer. And sometimes you may get a different answer than what you think. So this is what's happening right now. The cosmos, the cosmic energy are constantly 
giving us information that our body is continuously on a 24-7, it's adapting. So if you feel yourself a little tired after you've had a 12-hour nap, that's why. Because your body is working 24-7 to adjust itself to all these upcoming energies that are here all the time. And the more we rise and raise our frequency, the more the universe is going to send us stuff. And again, the universe will only send you what you can, what your soul can handle. So it's going to be interesting to see what Ram and Tara have to say tonight. So I pass the talking stick back to you, Caroline. Thank you so much, Randy. It is always interesting <laughs> to hear what Ram and Tara have to say. Uh, no question. And I think never more so than now. Um, so, all right. If anyone else has a new, uh, an energy update, I'll, I'll pitch one in, which is that um, something I've been channeling lately is that here on this planet, for the most part in the developed countries, we tend to be very left brain information orientated and we have been trained, strictly trained and, and sort of brainwashed into believing that information comes from news sources and it can, but the news sources for the most part are really run by the old order. So we have to protect ourselves. They're used for transmissions of a very low frequency to keep us in fear and compliance, obedience, and also to keep us feeling like, you know, if we're, we are up against the old order, that we've got no hope. So just be, I would ask people, please be aware of that. Spend a lot more time in meditation and imaging this beautiful, sparkling, divine golden light pouring in from the sun right now the great central sun from our sun soul image that far far more often than you listen to some dire report and unfortunately the internet is full of information about how desperate things are as well even if you go to supposedly sort of left-wing sources this is a big reason why i point people toward ramantar's updates because they give the spiritual outlook and not just a technical businessy newsy political outlook and um, this is where you and I have to be right now. We have to step out of time and place to a good degree, not leave our bodies, but stay, stay grounded to the earth and yet release the being swallowed by the outer symbols and the outer circumstances that we see on the earth right now, because they can look dire. Yes, um, I'm, I'm in um, pre-order phase. I'm putting out a new book from the collective called New Earth Journeys this collective speak on dealing with personal and global crises, which I'll talk a little bit more about over the next week or so, but um, they speak very directly to how we get energy transmissions of a very low energetic vibration, a lot. It comes through t television and internet. It comes through the air, through 5G and you know other uh, channels of transmission. And just be aware that this is happening. Get out into nature break away from it. This is why people will, you know, they don't even realize the full significance when people say unplug for a while, unplug from all your devices and get free from them. We're of an addictive nature. 
on this planet. And it's, it's important to get the heck away and not get swallowed by these dire reports, or you will feel quite desperate. And there's no reason, because this light pouring in is, is beautiful reason to rejoice. Stay in your body, stay in the present moment, stay in your breath, be very consciously in your breath. If you stay up in your head where fear for survival thoughts will pop up, that's when the trouble starts. Okay, so very tall order. I realize that. I don't always make it. Nobody does. But we do what we can each day. Yeah. And just, oh, gosh, stay in thanks and appreciation for everything you can. Move out of judgment, etc. So, um, all righty. So, Ram and Tara, if you've got an energy update, I'm done chattering now. <laughs> Everyone will be glad to hear. So, I will pass this quexaquatl <laughs> fairy dust multicolored uh, feathered serpent talking stick to the two of you uh, whenever you're ready to uh, hit that uh, hit that button okay <laughs> handing it over to you greetings all you commanders eagles and angels yeah i i'm feeling something's in the air caroline Vinayak, did you want yeah. to say anything? I mean. No, he's all right. Go ahead. Go ahead with okay. your update. Okay. So, um, well, Rama, you you had a little chat with uh, Mr. X this afternoon, right? Yes. Why don't you take this talking stick and share it with us? And Mr. X basically was um, just saying that um, with the issues going on on the planet right now, as I, you know, like to describe, this might kind of feel like the darkest day in Mordor as we're watching the outlying stories play out uh, the situation on the Ukraine-Russia border. I have been told mm-hmm. by numerous folks Mr. Putin is not going to invade the Ukraine. Yet this empire over here, as Abby Martin calls it, uh, that's the problem. And I uh, was, before I got to talk to Mr. X today, I was listening to something on BBC and it was uh, Jeffrey Mishlove and Krishnamurti. Wow. And they were talking about meritocracies mm. and societies, civilizations that have equality and everybody is in each other's eyes the same. And I don't know if this is current. I don't know if Jeffrey Mislove is even alive anymore. I know so this is a previous conversation. It could have been, but they were bringing up how in these ancient 
civilizations, super civilizations, folks had a way of being where everybody held each other in dignity and respect and gratitude. And there wasn't this bickering and issues going on right now where the folks on the right are playing with lock and load and uh, how I can describe what's happening is like Mr. X said, yeah, the light that is pouring in from the sun is unprecedented and it is lifting everything up. The portals are opening all around the planet all kinds of interdimensional portals as we approach winter solstice, the return of the king, um, the return of the sun, when the days start getting longer again. And I, I have to emphasize, get out in nature and talk to the trees, the grass, the rocks, the mountains. It will serve you much better than looking on your little screens or devices and getting lost in the Maya (laughs) because it is thick. It is so thick. This is why these folks are just telling me, you know, look to the higher realms and Something Mr. X said is the ascended masters are returning along with the wise councils of elders at this time because it is this quickening that's happening on the planet where everybody exponentially is feeling the um, the shift and numerologically right now as we approach 12 12 2021 and the 21st of 2021 reverse the numbers that goes back to 2012 and there are things happening between the years of 2012 and now Uh, And it has to do with these portals opening and folks coming in that are changing our physical reality. Uh, I can't say much more about it other than you got to experience it because you'll feel it. it is tangible. You can taste it, touch it whatever (laughs) it's right here i passed the talking stick and rama what is it it is i call it the force Mm -hmm. feeling the energies pouring in where the trees the birds i mean i everywhere i went today i saw different um crows and ravens and they were all chattering at me something's up 
with the magic. Ravens and crows represent magic and shiny objects. Crows like to pick up shiny objects. So do ravens. And there is some kind of magic that is happening right now with what's going on on the planet as I I could just say accountability of some sort is happening where this empire, you know, just send more love. I trying to keep it clean. I passed the talking stick. <laughs> well, I think well, you- wonderful. Yeah, that was wonderful. You want to, yeah. Rama, you want to go uh, uh, and read the ones from, I guess we started last Friday, right? Okay, this is um, Friday, uh, December 3rd. I received a text message from Tom the Ringtail Pat at 11.20 this morning. He said to me, Lord Rama, the energies coming in right now are quickly leading us to the singularity where the sun sends a beam of light up to the Hunab Ku. It is at Supergalactic Center, which is behind galactic center where 26 other galaxies meet with our milky way galaxy this location represents the resonance of the heart of all of humanity wherever they are in the universe of nebadon this is going to light everything up The dark side wants to play with their toys from Area 51. They are in the final conclusion of this story. This is about revolution, resurrection, and ascension. And I could just say, in the last couple days, I'm kind of a a fan of the X-Files, and I was watching this X-Files yesterday, where... It touched on all of what we're talking about, which is the shift of the ages, 2012, and the end of the Mayan calendar. And in this particular X-Files, Mulder kept getting a message from his friend, from the lone gunman, his friends from college who were... uh, computer hackers and Mulder kind of went on this mystical journey where his friend was leading him by his cell phone to this ancient Mayan portal and in this uh, particular episode, the cigarette smoking man showed up and somewhere along the line, Mulder and Scully have son somewhere up on the ships. And at this final scene, the cigarette smoking man tells Mulder, 
you know, your son, I'm really the father, you're not the father. And it was done up on the ships with the artificial insemination. And then the cigarette smoking man shapeshifts into one of the little gray people and he's talking to Mulder. And uh, I fell asleep at that point. So I'm not sure how it ended, but um, it's kind of a interesting interplay with what's happening right now. Um, this is the Dalai Lama from the third. Someone, someone may be very rich and powerful, but without any trusted friends, they will never be happy. Someone else may be poor, but if they are surrounded by trusting friends, they'll be happy. Therefore, taking care of others is the best way to fulfill our own interests. And this is Saturday. I received a text message at 12.12 early this afternoon from Tom, the ringtail cat, and soon Angelique, the cat. They said, Lord Rama, we are in our shuttlecraft over the Great Wall of China. And the light coming in from this solar eclipse is transforming every living cell. We are approaching the winter solstice. The winter solstice of 2021 in particular has direct connections to the 2012 winter solstice, which triggered something to do with the end of the Mayan calendar. It has to do with the quantum leap into the new timeline. The fifth dimensional timeline of 100,000 plus years of peace. As the dark side in the matrix only has been playing the fear card, let it go. Only love, truth, peace, freedom, justice, seasoned with divine wisdom, mercy, and compassion and beauty for all can it be satnam namaste blaze fire fire this was this last sunday i went and sat by the rio grande river today and played christmas songs for the trees and animals and called in all the beings known and unknown and they showed up and then I received a text message from Larry, Curley, and Moe. It was 1.30. They said to me, Lord Rama, the energies keep getting higher and higher, and the dark side is losing it faster and faster. Don't get caught in the Maya. They are very intent on creating fear. They are in their final moments of the old cycle. It can't much, last much longer. Blaze the violet fire. Um, this is uh, what, <laughs> what I know. There are energies happening as the unified field is being activated more and more. As we tap into that quantum field and stay in this oneness, what we 
did at the river today and just let it all go, you can feel this in the oneness. And um, we got uh, a message from one of our brothers that Judge Anna Von Reitz has had an amazing experience. She had a vision in which she saw her body outside her own body with her own eyes, lucid dreaming. And that body was enveloped in the violet flame. Such things are not part of her life, and this has transformed her. Although she is faction two, Judge Anna is very well informed about the law. As uh, Joni Patri, the Ayurvedic Astrology uh, lady says, we are in the grand finale. And this was on Monday. I received a call from Natasha today at 12 p.m. 12.09. She said to me, Lord Rama, Mr. Putin visited Prime Minister Modi of India today. The cover story is Mr. Putin and Mr. Modi are strengthening ties over economic and environmental issues. And they talked about military issues. And the real story is Mr. Putin asked Mr. Modi as he could borrow a few of his vimanas that India has in storage. These vimanas go back to the time of the Mahabharata, and they are still fully operational. Some of these demonas are 100 miles in diameter. They're huge. And uh, Natasha went on to say, as the West through NATO is threatening the Ukraine border with Russia, Russia may decloak a few of these craft over that border and let the chips fall as they may. War is canceled. Stay in the violet flame. Satnam Namaste. Place the violet flame. This is the Dalai Lama on December 6th. Cultivating compassion is not a religious practice focused on ensuring we go to heaven or a good future life. It's about living a good day-to-day life here and now. It is about being a happy person. Warm-heartedness is a fundamental good human quality. This is Tuesday. I received a call from Lady Natasha at 11.30. She said to me, Lord Rama, Mr. Putin is not going to invade Ukraine. The West is pushing fear and sanctions. This is the end. I have been seeing wall-to-wall lenticular starships today here in Santa Fe. Ashtar is here. Lord Michael is here. They both have said, call on us. We will show up. All we are saying is give peace a chance. And this is Wednesday. Today at 12.10, 
Early this afternoon, I received a text message from Chun Li, a friend of Natasha's bodyguard. Chun Li said to me, Lord Rama, the light coming in from the higher realms is unprecedented, is visible, it is tangible. The ships are in the skies everywhere here. And I added this, Chun Li said she was somewhere between Lhasa and Beijing with thousands of miles in between. And I could only assume she's got some kind of shuttlecraft or land spear or something she can get around on without getting detected. She continued, the old empire based on the old Babylonian money magic machine cannot keep up with its own debt. So something has got to give. What it is, is St. Germain's plan for the new Atlantis, which is Turtle Island, this time including both North and South America. With this great grand astrological finale in the sky, now is the time. Expect us. And this is today I talked with Mr. X. And... He said to me, Lord Rama, this time we are in, we are in, we are in this moment where it may look like the darkest day in mortar. Yet all the interdimensional portals are opening all over Mother Gaia. We are rapidly approaching the winter solstice and this winter solstice could be a very transformative moment. Stay in your heart. Don't get caught in the bickering. The wise council's elders are here along with the ascended masters. Call them in. They respond to high vibes and happiness. I just may be seeing you soon, sir. And as Homer Simpson says, we got business to discuss. See you in the light of the most radiant ones. Um, namaste. Place the violet light. I pass the talkie stick back to you, Caroline. All right. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Rama. Uh, that is fascinating stuff. Um, uh, so at one point you're saying that that Russia seemed to be sort of threatening the Ukraine border, but then later on in the update you're saying no, that that won't be allowed to happen. Or is Mr. Putin just sort of um, waging empty threats for one reason or another? Because you know, as we, you've told us, he's a faction three white knight, and he's playing a role. You know, um, to, uh, President Obama would play a role. So go ahead, yeah. Yeah, he is, you know, let's say, letting the West and the empire over here know that, no, the Ukraine is not going to join NATO. NATO is not, you know, not good for anyone in the sense where they want to continue the uh, the idea of... Um, building missiles and putting 
technologies of, you know, watching each other. And Ed Snowden and Julian Assange, by the way, his, uh, they're going to rule on something tomorrow in his case, which is a very pivotal point in his case. And all of this has to do with this empire over here stirring the pot that is funded by the unacknowledged black budget. Dr. Greer calls it the skunk works, Lockheed Martin, Boeing, General Electric, Raytheon, DARPA, uh, Elon Musk, Starlink. Those satellites that he keeps sending up all around the planet that supposedly are going to bring broadband to people in areas like the West Sudan or Somalia. Uh, It is about like what um, the space fence is total watching the entire population with their 5G technology. And at a certain point, because the light coming in is so strong, the particles of the gold dust, it is transmuting the technologies of the old order because the light coming from the sun is pure love. It's just that transformative. Nassim talks about this, Greg Braden, Bruce Lipton. It is just pure light. And what we are doing with what we have created the only way I could describe it is, you know, the dungeons of Mordor. It, it doesn't fit with the light coming in. I pass the talking stick. Well, that was one of my questions, actually. Is the light coming in affecting um, the outlook of the darker crowd, the shadow realm as well as affecting all of us in a sense it's it it's, is it's hard you know it's hard to put it in third dimensional terms because what i see happening is um that people particularly spiritually aware people but really anyone who's even slightly open to it without even understanding what's happening what? they are opening up to receiving this light and they're kind of instilling that into the earth into human consciousness we're connecting more there's more oneness and there's more of a feeling of sovereignty overall on the planet it, despite the oppressive behavior of the old crowd but at the same time that old crowd i'm thinking maybe some of them are leaving the fold. Some of them are saying, I'm not going to do this anymore because they're being affected by the light. And those who are very stuck in it, convinced they're going to to win no matter what. Um, They're getting more and more desperate. Yes. But then you're saying that they then turn to their technologies and their technologies are what being deactivated. Is that what you were saying a moment ago? Yes. The actual monoatomic gold particles are affecting the physical technologies and 
it is causing them to malfunction. That is a big deal. Yeah. And and there are some, you're saying, Rama, some of the Republicans that are, you know, going against the light energy coming in, they're opening up to it. They're having a change of heart because they're seeing the writing on the wall that um, I better change my attitude or I won't have a body any longer. It's, you know, that simple. Uh-huh. And they're pushing, continuing to push the dark side with the, you know, the idea of worldwide lockdowns and mandates and the idea of digital IDs and vaccine passports, which is insane. And I, I just can say that all these multi-billion dollar corporations that are creating technologies of death are going to have to answer for their crimes against the people. And it's not pretty. This is why Tom the cat has told me in recent messages, it's going to get ugly real fast because they are not going to stand back and, um, be pushed around in a sense the light coming in is agitating the dark side because they can see it they can feel it yet they don't know what to do about it because they haven't been taught how to meditate how to get in touch with the higher realms that's not taught in school it's not taught in our president civilization except in odd little circles like this one. <laughs> and and uh, it's, you know, the only words that I could describe is what Master Yoda says, reach out and feel the force, allow it to envelop you and take you into that oneness place. And I have read various stories, and I've heard this directly from Leonora. When you are in that oneness, it is how the rest of the galaxy, the rest of the local universe sees itself. This moment right here, right now, is the only moment there is. There's no future. There's no past. It's just this This moment right here and that moment passed. Then there's this moment. And if you stay in that present consciousness, it transforms you. And I'm still learning how to grok that to put it into tangible words, except be here now, be loved now. It might sound cliche-ish, yet it, it is what it is. I passed the talking stick. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much, Rama. I, I couldn't agree more as we go further into the present moment and further into the heart 
and stay out of the head, which absolutely demands the past, present, future, linear timeline and all the what ifs and all the, oh no, what if this happens? Just, just leave that behind. It's really time to leave that behind now and to um, allow ourselves to return to our true higher nature. Absolutely beautiful. So, all right. Wonderful. I'm going to introduce our guest for this evening. She's already on the line. And this is a brilliant, wonderful energy worker. Um, Now, this dear woman's name was Kelly S. Jones. Spirit has given her a new name, which is Diana. Um, But we'll keep, we'll refer to her as Kelly S. Jones upon occasion, because that's how she's known. She has a new website, sacredbeginnings.com. So um, I'll just read a bit about her background. Formerly Kelly S. Jones, now Diana, is a healer, coach, consultant, teacher, and author. She's dedicated to the awakening of the ever-expanding truth of the one who wears your name. Kelly specializes in unlocking the codes of conduct that often blind us to the jewels hidden in our own experience. By lifting the veils, blocking access to our subconscious and our superconscious self, where the wisdom and love we seek lies. Wonderful. So um, her again, her website is sacredbeginnings.com. And we'll be discussing her work and an upcoming workshop she has called Being Loved, which sounds very exciting. And if someone, anyone has questions, Um, At the end, whether about that workshop or Kelly's work in general, please do call in. Again, the numbers to call for Station 2 are 888-429-5471. And they're on the website, if you forget, or 323-744-4841. Wonderful. So, Kelly, or now Diana... (laughs) (laughs) Um, are you there (laughs) i am here hi caroline hi everybody wonderful Wonderful. you know um, is asking if your new name has a spiritual meaning as well and i would i would love to hear that it's actually it is it's connected to the goddess diana so most people are right aware of her as a wonder woman um, so there's, uh, and it's interesting, there's not a whole, it's not a huge shift in, um, uh, the two names, right? Cause they're both, um, warriors, if you will. Right. So it's like a warrior for love. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, spirits, um, said it's time for an upgrade cause my vibration has changed. So yeah, I know stepping that, into I know a that feeling. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I changed my name at one point, so I follow. Yeah. 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 What did that come to you in a moment of meditation? Um, it did. It did actually. And and it was like a little bit over a period of time and then there was this realization and uh I was talking with a friend and it was like it just came right through. It was like boom. (laughs) Like, okay, Mm -hmm. there it is. It's time. Wow. Wow, so it'll be beautiful. a big adjustment, right? Because my old website has been kellysjones.net for, I mean, many, many, many years. So if people go to my old website, it's 
it's now pointing to the new website, which is sacredbeginnings.com, which is kind of tied into the to the new spiritual name as well. So it's a gradual mm-hmm. trans, transition, you know, make it mm-hmm. gentle, make it easy. <laughs> okay, wonderful. It's it's a beautiful website. Um, Thank and you. It, yeah, Thank it contains you. wonderful information. Um, I'm wondering if you can tell us a bit about your work I won't concentrate on this the whole time, but I know you do a lot with Akashic Records readings. Um, Are you moving out of that or do you still do those? Because to me, that's fascinating. I mean, George Norrie interviewed you about it. Absolutely. Yeah. No, 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 no. That work will, I'm sure, always continue. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of levels here, right? So one of the main ones is coaching. So I I like to call myself, it, it kind of come through with the whole Diana name uh, change, right? Being, um, saying that I'm a way shower, right? That I help people see either a new way or a way to help heal and awaken the heart. And so one of the ways is through coaching, right? So I do personal life coaching. I do conscious business coaching, freedom from suffering coaching. And as you said, I also do Akashic Records. Right. So I do uh, personal sessions for people and I'm also doing training so people can learn how to access their own records. And I'll be adding on this year how to read the records for another. So that's, you know, still going to be a big part of my work and energy healing sessions called Christ Light Transmissions. So that's pretty much the bulk of it. I do feng shui. That's where it all started (laughs) over 20 years ago. So. I still do that. <laughs> so what are the kinds of things that you reveal to people in these Akashic Records readings? Because I know you did a very brief one for me a year or two ago that was just astounding. When This is when you were on the show last, I right. think. And yeah. um, so what, what can come through in those, in those readings? Well, it's really about a profound shift in perspective. And I would say that's pretty much all my work. You could say all the work that I do does that. And it's about helping people to really shift out of fear-based living, understanding, perceiving, reaction from, into love, loving themselves, knowing what the purpose of their experiences are how they can shift within themselves, heal within themselves so that they can create a reality that matches more of their true essence, their true self. And as you said, one of you mentioned earlier, right? It's like moving, I think it was you, Caroline, where it's like moving out of this the mind where it's always in the future or in the past into the heart, which is in the present. And where is my point of power? So helping people really, you know, it's interesting Sometimes when we hear the opposite of what we're trying to talk about, it there's something that flips a switch. And I remember I heard, for example, uh, the word disempowerment. And all of a sudden, that gave me this greater perspective on what empowerment was. And I was like, oh, interesting. So I really help people get into a place of power through forgiveness, through self-love, so that they can move in a direction that they don't hold themselves back because of guilt or fear or something else. And they boldly step forward into the life their heart wants them to be living. Answered your question. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, you know, it's interesting. 
on your website, you when you're talking about doing Akashic record re- record readings, you talk about um, be re- be willing and ready to go to a deeper level, to a comprehensive soul level encounter with yourself. And I'm wondering, yeah. might people be wondering, well, would I see something that would scare me there? Would I see my soul is kind of fragmented? Um, do they ever you know, pull back a bit? Well, it's really interesting, right? So for many, if they haven't had the experience, they may be nervous. But the beings of light that I work with through the Akashic Records and through even my coaching and the training, you know, this workshop that I'll be, we'll be talking about that's coming up, these beings know us so well, and they love us so unconditionally. They're not interested in bringing up fear in us. They have a way of communicating and sharing and speaking to us um, such that we feel at home, we feel safe, we don't feel judged, right? All those things could create a different experience. And because they know how to communicate and reach a deep place within us, we open. It's like we can we blossom open to the information they share. And much of it also has that ring of truth. It feels right. We know it. Even if it could be a deep, dark secret that we don't want shared or we're afraid of within ourselves. And when they speak to it and they speak of it, there's like a relaxing that takes place where they'll express truth, which is we're never bad and we're never wrong and we're never guilty. So you immediately drop your defenses and open up to a loving resolution, a loving guidance, which is what they have to offer. Really wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I find that um, I've had moments of meditation where I, I feel one or more ascended masters with me very, very palpably. And also when I'm channeling, and they, they do really reassure you. And they, in, in showing you their presence, they're showing a big part of your own presence, I find, but on a higher exactly. level, in a bigger way. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I, love, I love how you say on your site that like the DNA of the universe, the Akashic records are encoded in a language of vibrations. So that what the masters might give you, it's received energetically. It might be symbols. It might be words or pictures. And it fits the parameters of the question asked, which is really wonderful. Um, and you use a sacred well, prayer to attune yourself. Yeah, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, just to, to speak to that for a moment, you know, it's, it, it is a language of light. And that's what you do when you channel, right? That's what we're all doing. We're, we're looking yeah. to get beyond the symbols of the symbols that words actually represent. So it's really first a vibrational exchange. And we find the words to convey as closely as possible the energetic transmission that's wanting to take place. And that is taking place. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. 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 Wonderful. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you were going to share more. No, I mean, well, I was going to ask about the fact that you use a sacred prayer to attune yourself to the client's life energy field, which is interesting because we think of our energy field as being where we are at the minute. But 
our life has its whole, it has its own signature. You know, um, our soul has its own energy signature. And um, you invoke the protection granted by the high teachers and guides you work with. How did you come across that sacred prayer? Did you, were you led to create it? No, no, I actually learned it. Um, And as a matter of fact, I was teaching feng shui way back, I mean, back in the late 90s. And it was in 2001, one of my students did an Akashic session for me. She was in training, and my Akashic masters and guides asked me to take the class. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) It was very unexpected. And I did. And I did. So this prayer, there's there's a history and a lineage to it, and I'm in the lineage, if you will, right, to, as a teacher, a fifth-generational teacher of this prayer and of this wisdom path. So it's that prayer that I teach, it's that prayer that I say, um, and it's it's profound, and it's powerful. Hmm. Wonderful. Really yeah. wonderful. Do people <laughs> ever re- report? <laughs> do people ever report back to you something in their life has changed, or they came up with a big realization after working with you that way? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, even during sessions, that happens. Like, right, the yeah. light bulbs, the epiphanies, the ahas, and of course. You know, sometimes, right, something, it it depends on where we're at on our path, right? We're always in a process. So some things are immediate, right? It's like right there, you're ready. It's like you're ripe, you know, the low-hanging fruit, and you got it. Other things, you're in a bigger process and journey. And and I've had people come back, you know, and it's like six months later, they listen to a recording again, and they're like, oh, my God, it's just happening, or they just remember. And it could even be a year later, the information from that time is being born yeah. in their being, you know? So it's, it's, they, again, they know, even if we're not ready to act on something, they know we may be ready to hear it. So it's like planting a seed, right? And it may be underground for X amount of time. And then when it's ready to sprout and and reveal itself, it is in their lives, in their consciousness, and they have that awareness, that aha moment. So it it varies. It really varies. Hmm. And it varies by subject. It varies by, you know, people. Everybody's got a different life path. Everybody's unique. So there's no way to even compare us with anybody else. Hmm. Well, that's very refreshing. Because you do get, even with the new thought movement or the new, the sort of new age mm-hmm. sort of movement, you do get this feeling like everybody's supposed to do this. Everyone's supposed to meditate in this particular way or uh, use affirmations oh. in this way or this and that. And, mm-hmm. and it surprises me because you don't know everybody's background and you don't know what will work most effectively for different people. And um, I feel like... <laughs> The uh, our guides and teachers are always willing to work with us right where we are at the moment, and and whatever's going to be the most positive um, spiritual practices for us. Um, You reminded me of one session just talking about the you know this topic and the last question. Right? Somebody said, "Well, I was told to 
I think meditate in some way of shape or form. And it was like, I could feel in the mat, their, their guides were just like, you know, we kind of recoiled like, Oh my gosh, that is the last way that would be beneficial for you to meditate. And you know, the guidance was no, what would be best for you is to actually do clean the house, wash the dishes. She was so excited. She was like, thank you. You know, it was like being freed to do what feels good to her and know that she's still able to get into that meditative state and love herself that way. And it's funny, right? Because this is like, this is part of the Being Loved workshop, right? That we're finding ways to love ourselves, right? So it's so important. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that in a moment because that sure. sounds no fascinating. Problem. Um, I just have a few other questions sure. about like you, you do conscious business coaching. Um, mm-hmm. and that's something I hear more and more about. I see different people offering that a friend of mine does that. And yeah. I know several people who do. And, um, how does that work exactly? Does it, do you speak directly to the structure of someone's business and the look at them intuitively? Uh, so you can tell what kind of structure is going to work for them, what isn't, or what what it might that consist of? I realize it's probably different for every client, but if you can just give us a, a thumbnail sketch, that's how Sure, sure. In the conscious business coaching, I'm working one-on-one with the person. So that's where I've been so far. It hasn't been like a group, if you will. And it's more about shifting their consciousness and either moving past blocks reaching goals that they're wanting and and they're just feeling like they're not getting there or they don't know how to get there. Um, One of the things I like to say is that I can see, hear, sense, feel, know things that you may not. And sometimes if you do, Mm -hmm. you may not know how to move past them and I can help, right? I, I like saying I use my superpowers to help you use yours. And a lot of times, right, we, we're, we're stuck in or people are stuck in the consciousness that they can't or they don't know how. And those are two questions I certainly help individuals, business owners, right, entrepreneurs move past. Yeah. I love to say yeah. truly succeed at the speed of love, right? So, again, it's the same thing. It's moving out of the head moving out of fear, moving out of the self-talk of can't or don't know how and getting past, right? I had one client said, you know, I just feel like I'm bumping along. And I had another client so convinced that she wasn't going to be able to get a certain partnership with her, with her, um, with her boss, right? Looking to have a partnership for many years. And Mm -hmm. It was really interesting because we worked together for the year. And by the end of the year, she was not only offered partnership, she was offered it retro for the entire year. Oh, my goodness. I know. Oh, my word. Yeah. Did she shift her energy or did you have her visualize? Do you remember what you... That was right. So that's the coaching. So coaching is a little different, let's say, than the Akashic Records, right? It's where I'll meet with clients. Some are weekly, some are bi-monthly, some are monthly. It depends on where they're at and how they want to, you know, proceed, where, what, what their comfort level of progression, right? And it's really about, it's almost like constantly turning the dial 
right, from zero, let's say, to 100. I don't know how to give you a visualization other than that. And it's really reworking the the underbelly, the, the, the old paradigm belief systems they're operating from, right, from not being able to speak their truth or speak up for themselves or changing what they believe is going to happen to them and get into a mindset, heart set, that's going to bring to them what their heart truly desires. But most people don't realize what's being, I mean, truly don't realize, right? We may hear this, but there's not an understanding, if you will. What's out there is reflective of what's going on in here. So when we look outside and we go, oh, they're to blame, they're not letting me have that promotion, they're back stabbing me, right? All these people are doing all these things and I'm not able to get ahead. When we look inside, that's where we're going to find all the amazing things that we can start healing. And once that starts healing, the outer starts shifting and we start healing the emotional level, right? The emotional body. Mm -hmm. We start healing the mental body. We start changing the old programming, the old, um, tapes that are playing. I call them, one of my clients called them, she's like, isms, <laughs> you know, my isms. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh, I like that. And, and, and people don't even recognize, right? There's such a familiarity in some things that like one of the isms this client was saying, um, was telling her son, uh, I'm going to turn you in for a new version. Like he would do something silly or whatever. And she would say that. And I was like, do you hear what you're saying? Yeah. And and just going back uh, to the business level, right? This client was sitting in a meeting and she was finding that she was not saying certain things because she was in fear and didn't have confidence in herself. So we were helping her shift into a place of seeing, acknowledging, recognizing all that she is, all that she brings to the table. And like we were talking a moment ago, her uniqueness. It's important for her voice to be heard. That's why she's here. That's why, right, people are on the planet is to share their gifts and share their talents, not hide our light. So I help people stand in that confidence and that personal power. Wonderful. Really wonderful. It's true that you can uh, uh, assert Many different rules in life, whether you want to get healthier or you want to do better at your work, earn more, improve your relationships. But if you're not addressing a core issue, um, all those outer structures don't can't really serve you, can't really solve the issue the way you'd like them to. And um, it sounds like you get right to the core, which is wonderful. Absolutely. And, and are you doing energy work with people at the same time? Um, well, it's all energy work, right? So it's it's moving through, through my heart, if you will, right? It's my heart. So I'm actually clearing during coaching sessions. We're clearing, we're rewriting, we're, I mean, we're doing the whole gamut, if you will, right? So there's, there's, there's a lot that's happening in a coaching session. So it's not only, right, bringing in that intuition, it's, it's what's, I have this ability, if you will, right, to, and, and spirit guides me to hear what's not being said. 
And there's a difference between manifesting from the mind level and the heart level. Mm. And, it, and it's important because, like I said, right, to truly succeed at the speed of love, when we, when we create from the heart, we're creating what's true, what's truly in alignment with who we are. But we can manifest from the mind and miss a lot. And we're, like you just said, we're not getting to heal core issues. We're, 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 we could, the mind could be forcing and pushing, you know, make that million, for example. But meanwhile, when you arrive, you're not happy. You've got maybe a lot of people that are backstabbing you. You've got people that are jealous of you. They're not rooting for you, but they're against you. So in other words, what's been missed along that journey is the opportunity to heal fears, to heal functioning in an old way, based on old beliefs, to um, transform the cell so that there's richness, there's power, right? Loving power that is arrived at and experienced. So it it really, I love saying this, it's about enjoying the journey, right? It's it's Mm. making the journey to success be one that's well-lived. Yeah. Beautiful. Right. I I, I don't know that that's our strength in U.S. culture. No, we're great. Right. No, you're right. Right. Our society is and our minds are very good at forcing and pushing. Right. Mm. Like that's one of the subjects, you know, I'll share later. It's this idea of divine timing. We don't appreciate divine timing. We want to force and push. We have no patience. Right. And, and, and it's, it's deemed, you know, put it on a pedestal, right? The farther, the farther and the faster you get there, the better you are. I mean, we can look at it even with children. And parents, right? Yeah. Are your kids walking yet? <laughs> you know, how many languages are they speaking by the time they're one or two? It's 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 overwhelming yeah. what we put ourselves through, right? The stress that we put ourselves through. It's very unloving. It really is. It is unloving. Absolutely. We'll get into more of that in a moment. We've yeah. got Carlton on line three. Are you there, Carlton? <laughs> I am. How are you, Caroline? (laughs) I'm well, thank you, my brother. (laughs) Lovely to hear your voice. She who is now known as Diana. Yes, Diana. It's amazing to listen to two of our favorite super beings conversing. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, You got a question, Diana? Thank you. Well, yeah. So, number one, congratulations on that. Slogan. Which one? <laughs> I use my yeah. superpowers to help you. <laughs> and we'll just say to help you. Uh, to use help, you use, to help you use yours. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. Spirit uh, gave I, that I hope you plaster sense. that everywhere. That says it Actually, all. You just you just made me realize too with them giving me Diana <laughs> for my new name. It actually Ta-da. kind of resonates. <laughs> Very good. Alignment. Thank you, Carlton. More that. alignment. So, <laughs> so tell me this. Two questions. Mm-hmm. First of all, um, uh, uh, encountering 
Diana. What is different with encountering that energy from Kelly's? Oh, that's how do I put that in words? That's my a good question. question. Yeah, there's, um, gosh, I can feel it. It's how do I describe it, right? There, there it is, right? There's the, there's the energetic. You felt it. That's why he took on the name. Right, right, exactly. Um, there's a, there's a power, right? A loving power to it. And there, I, oh, here's a great way to say it. It feels like home. Yeah. Right, like I'm I'm at home in my being. Thank you. Thank you. Question: Um, As we as we look at your coaching services, Uh as we look at uh, your Akashic record um, um, guidance, uh, and just as you said. Your services engage different levels, the different uh, uh, modalities of energy work. Mm-hmm. How would one distinguish the difference between each one of the options that you offer? You know, if I if, if I wanted coaching or if I wanted a Kashic record uh, um, guidance, how would I distinguish the difference between them? Um. The best way I can say that is going to, how do I want to answer this? Um, Many people need guidance more in the moment, right? Something's going on right now. I'm confused. I'm torn between two decisions or... A situation. Right. And the Akashic Records can pinpoint and go right at it and give great clarity and support. Sometimes that person, for example, then feels they want more support to see it through. I call it really diving in or unpacking, right? A lot of wisdom comes through. Now, how do I go live it? How do I actually live all the wisdom that was just shared? So it's it, the, the coaching is, is more of a hand-holding. It's more of a nuanced, right? It's like getting into the, the nitty-gritty. It's like, because the coaching is what I call real life, real time. It's not about uh, some, I don't have some program I run somebody through, for example, right? It's like, where are you at right now and what's coming up? And spirit guides every session. So it, it has to do more with a, an immediate need a response kind of now situation versus wanting a more long-term opportunity to work one-on-one with me to really do some deep transformation work. I guess that's the best way I can describe that. Does that answer the question? Of course. You see, here I go using that word again. See, you you brought that energy into into this this meeting. Thank you very much. I will uh, go ahead and tune out. Thank you, Carlton. Yeah, we're happy to take comments and questions. Again, the numbers are 888-429-5471 or 323-744-4841.
And again, you're listening to A Night at the Roundtable. We're speaking with Diana, formerly Kelly S. Jones, and her new domain name is sacredbeginnings.com. And we're just discussing her work and also her upcoming workshop called Being Loved. And um, also I want to, you know, uh, let my co-host know if you've got any questions or point of discussion uh, with Diana, that, that is great. It's, uh, it's always fun to get people's input. Otherwise, she and I will just yeah. keep chattering. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, well, um, let's pivot a little bit uh, because we could carry on talking about your work for, for hours. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's fascinating stuff. But I'm wondering about this new workshop called Being Loved. Um, so how did this come about? And, and what's behind it? What's the intention? Well, I guess you could say I realized, right, and I, you know, intuitively get guided um, that being loved is really the most important subject on the planet, <laughs> right? It's in everybody's yes. hearts and minds. Yes. Sure. And everybody wants to be loved and most truly don't know what this even means. So my intention is actually to help correct misperceptions or bring forth understanding, right? And a greater and 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 the greater truth which is this that we are all here that rather all we have to do is know that we are here to be loved. So that's kind of the right like Carlton said, you know, that's a great motto, splash it everywhere. That's the one for this workshop. That the reason we're here, and the only reason, all we need to know is that we are here to love ourselves. So the question becomes, what does that look like? How are we not doing it? How do we do that? What does it mean? Because it brings up a lot of fear. And then how do we heal the fear and move past it? How do we get out of the familiar old patterns? so that we can change, so that we can love ourselves, right? Well, is that a a form of realizing that we are love? We're demonstrations of divine love. It's just that that we've had thousands of years of conditioning from religion and other sources that say, oh, you're bad, you're low, you need to to straighten up. (laughs) Exactly, exactly, right? I call it brainwashing, right? We've been brainwashed to believe something else. So even these ideas, yes. right, these concepts that, that will be shared, it, it, it takes time, right? This is my experience, and I, I would imagine it's yours and others that, you know, it takes time for our minds to heal. It takes time for us to move out of an old pattern and to even open our heart to accept another. It takes time for the heart to heal, Right. Our hearts are often closed down. I mean, they're closed down, which cause us to do things and to act in ways that aren't our true nature. That's interesting, isn't it? I mean, going back to what Rama and Tara were talking about when they gave their update, um, Mm -hmm. all of this beautiful divine light flowing in right now, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. I feel it's sentient. It's full of incredible, it's, Yes, you could taste 
touch, feel it. Absolutely. It's, it's full of an incredible presence. And as it does, I come in, I feel like it's trying to tell us uh, you are emanations of love. You are um, here to love yourselves. And meanwhile, we've got all of these old forms of trauma rolling around in our heads and blocking our heart space, like you say. And that's been utterly typical of, th- of third dimensional life that we face one bizarre block or, or awful shocking experience after another. And let's say somebody says, Oh, I only had one or two tragic or difficult experiences. Those experiences might throw them to where their, their heart is very closed. And it's true. We feel either that we're not worthy or that life is rough. And if you're convinced life is rough, your heart will be, will be closed. And I'm wondering, is there, do you deal with that in the workshop? Is there, is there some aspect of it? There are different aspects of it, but do Absolutely. You, or how do you deal with it? You probably deal with it, but how do you deal with it? I'm wondering. Well, right. There's, there's like you said, there's nine different aspects that will be addressed throughout the workshop and they're all pointing to right. Being loved and helping us and individuals, right. The, the, the students see a real new way of being, right, to to help them see how the way their unloving beliefs and the way they've been programmed or brainwashed to be is actually not loving to them. I mean, I literally had a client the other day say to me um, that she was grateful for her guilt. I said, okay, why? Wow. And she was like, it, it, it makes me stay on my toes. It makes me be sure I, I behave in certain ways. And I said, what if I were to share with you that that guilt is actually holding you back and is not true and never was and never will yeah. be. Yeah. So, right, there's, there's so much, even though, yes, we're moving into fifth dimensional living, we, we, we want to heal the emotional traumas and the wounds and feel our feelings so that they can be released. Otherwise, we're still walking around with them in our subconscious, hiding them, and they're coming out sideways, either through disease yes. or uh, affairs or, yeah. you know, just being unkind to ourselves, right? Being right, addictions, be, but even yeah. self-talk. Yeah. Right where we're really hard on ourselves, and we beat ourselves up because we believe we deserve that, and and it's 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 blocking right the light from shining through, and and this workshop is all about helping to rewrite these scripts, and you know the other piece that's really fascinating is so much is so familiar, it's it's like it's like telling the fish that's in water, right? And it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, yeah. we're yeah. we're in our stuff and we're so close to it, we can't see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, one example is, right, an old mindset, if you will, is, and talk about society, is get in there and fix it. Get back in and, and mm-hmm. fight it out and figure it out and don't step back. Don't step away, but get in there. Yeah. 
because it's familiar. And, and so they believe that stepping back, for example, is the unloving thing to do. They're going to think I don't care about them. They're going to think I don't love them. They're going to think I'm ignoring them when what you're doing is stepping back to create space so that love can find a new path in our hearts and in our being. That gives us an opportunity to see what unloving beliefs we're operating from and what mirrors those people are actually reflecting back to us. I mean, one of the one of the benefits, if I will, or the gains that I wrote, which I love, is the workshop will reveal truths that extricate you from the allure of shadow dancing in this dance of mirrors. Do you follow that? Wow. So we'll get, right? We're going to get truths. I'm going to share truths that pull you out of this allure, right? This shadow dancing that we do. We're in a dance of mirrors. And society wants us to blame, right? We're so good at blaming. I have a lot of clients that come to me. They did this and she did that and he did this and it's all about everybody else is bothering me, hurting me. They're all to blame and the yeah. clients are victims. But what yeah. they're not realizing is it's their shadow side being reflected back to them and it's it's alluring. It's like, right, I don't have to look at myself if I keep blaming you. But then I don't heal. Then I don't actually get the life and the love that I want. That's not, I call it fake love. People think they're loving when actually what they're exchanging is fake love. That is interesting. In yeah. other words, it's, it's um, when you say fake love, do you mean like an, an ego attachment um, Absolutely, sort of childlike belief that this is the one who's this is the the ego attack or the um, the emotional attachment that's finally going to heal me and make me whole, sort of a thing. Well, here, yeah, exactly. Well, and here's a great example, right? And and it was so fascinating to watch this revelation, right? This revelatory uh, process, if you will, in in one of the coaching sessions, and this person did something for their partner believing it would make them love them more. So it was really a, um, it it boiled down to, so at what cost are you trying to buy their love? And then, of course, the love didn't come, not in the form that the client wanted. Okay? So it's what, the client was doing was exchanging fake love for fake love. It wasn't based in truth. That's brilliant. Oh my goodness. Ah, And these things, right. These are the things that I want to help people get to, to get to that level in their experiences to see where the, unloving beliefs are at play, where the the function of the mind is overriding the function, right, the true function of the heart, that people love themselves, right? So the question to my client would instead be, is it loving to you to do this thing for this partner? Hmm. That's the question to be asked. And if the answer is truly yes, then there is no score being kept. There is no, I scratched your back, you scratch mine. 
I gave to you, therefore, I mean, how, right, this is fake love. I do for you, knowing then that you're going to do for me. Yeah, it's transactional. It's yeah. classic, yes. Transactional yes. love, I call it fake love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But many people think it's love. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, this is do love. You, yeah. Do you feel like a lot of it comes down to what we experienced in childhood? Because going back to that whole, what you're talking about, that we feel that we have to jump in and fix something immediately. That's that left brain masculine dominance. If you're not jumping into action, you're not taking enough responsibility kind of a thing. And then that well, translates to people raising their children with, we'll love you if you get straight A's or you're the best one uh, you know, on the soccer team or that sort of a thing. And it's, Absolutely. it's so right. empty. <laughs> and then we don't Absolutely. love ourselves because we're not, oh no, I'm not achieving enough or I'm not perfect enough. I'm five pounds overweight and I'm not perfect enough. Right. And, yeah. Pressure to perform. Exactly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, well, you just described certain aspects of about three different areas that will be discussed. Right. And, and, and gone over in, in, right. It's like high level um, teachings that are coming through to help people. And, and it's, so I think it's a couple of things. I don't think it's only how we're raised. Absolutely. That's a piece of it, right? What were we taught to believe? But we also came in with beliefs, right? We, to me, we chose our parents, right? Because our parents are going to mirror back to us the beliefs that we're coming in with. So we've got that. Then we also have new things that are taught to us. And then we have the life lessons that, you know, the life experiences left, whatever you want to call them, right? Life experiences that will come that we interpret as against us when what they're trying to do is show us what's going on and buried in us. The problem is, most of us didn't have this wisdom, this teaching, this knowledge. We didn't get it from our parents. We didn't get it from our school teachers, right? And we're waking up to it in ourselves, many of us now. You know what I mean? Like wherever, yes. for example, clients come to me at whatever age, you know, they range from 40 to 80, actually, my clients. So it it doesn't matter where you're at. It's that you're ready and willing to step into a greater truth to heal what's going on inside, right? This doesn't feel good to me anymore. I can't figure out. And that's the other piece, right? We get, we're so close to it. It's hard to see. And that's what I help people do, create space Uh, so they can see themselves and see the situation. Yes. From a higher perspective that allows them to love themselves and the other may take time, right? Depending on the situation, right? How bad do they feel they've been hurt by the other? And creating a space, a container of of safety, of peace to be honest with themselves, right? To move out of self-denial, to move away from denying themselves love. Yeah. To to move into a space of allowance for everything exactly as it is and is played out in their lives and embrace it. Mm-hmm. That takes some guts. 
right? So I help them have courage as well. Absolutely beautiful. Courage to release the dysfunction is what it sounds like. Absolutely wonderful, even though that's what we're familiar with. And therefore, that's what we stick to. And bizarrely enough, feel safe with with dysfunction because it's it's all we know after how many hundreds of lifetimes in the third dimension. But our friend, our friend Vinayak um, has a question or comment. Vinayak. Hi, Vinayak. You want to unmute, sweetie? Hello there, Diana. Hi, how are you? I'm I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. I um, I can't help but uh, feel that is really a matter of finding a new definition within ourselves of what love is. Hmm. because we, we we use that word so freely in this society. Right. And yet, <clears throat> love for me is, is going to be different than it is for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because <clears throat> it's the totality of who I am. what I'm made of mm-hmm. and until I come to understand and know more about myself there's very little chance that I'm going to have any any space or any place for another and yeah. call it quote love or partnership, or, you know, all of that. We're we're so conditioned to a non-loving love that we we have gotten very confused, I think. And until we come to our own definition within ourselves, and from ourselves, it's um, doubtful that we'll be able to experience the love that we desire or that we keep seeking outside our our own being. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that comment with you and wonderful. May I add to that? Anna. Yeah. May I add to that? Yes, please. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, I'd like to piggyback on to that, what you just said, because you're spot on. And I would add two, two thoughts. One is, when we give ourselves full permission to be authentic, and I call authentic our pimples and our dimples, <laughs> right? We get to express those. We're not hiding from either. Then we're able to love ourselves. Yeah. And the second thing I would say, right, I I use this as another example, which I think is really helpful for people to understand this idea you mentioned, conditioning. It's like imagine a a, a proficient, right, well-seasoned guitarist. 
and then tell that guitarist to unlearn their guitar. That's what we're talking about in some cases. People are so familiar and so used to and so comfortable behaving in ways that are not loving, they don't even see that they're not. And then to introduce them into ways that, say, be authentically you can be frightening. So it's really helping to bridge that gap in a, in a way that is received at a level that's not fearful. And that's where we start really healing the heart and the mind. Right, because to tell somebody, look, you don't have to do what your mom and dad are telling you have to do, or your being your lovability is not dependent on you becoming the doctor or being this political affiliation or being this way. You are lovable as you are, and you want to love yourself first. And then others can love you the way you are or choose not to, right? Choose not to be around you because it doesn't feel loving to them and accepting that. It's a very deep subject and I'm kind of scratching the surface there, but it's important to just recognize how conditioned. And this is where I think the real work is. This is where... We need to really get under and start releasing the unloving beliefs, start releasing the fears, start releasing the emotions in a safe and appropriate way with the right guidance to start moving into the direction of making choices that are self-loving. And Caroline, you mentioned a moment ago the idea of responsibility, right? To me, the pandemic, the real pandemic on the planet is rage. That's our pandemic. Okay? Yeah. Rage is our pandemic, and the number one reason rage exists, really, is because people make other people responsible for them. Yeah. You're responsible for how I'm feeling. You're responsible for what I do. You're responsible, right? Or I want you to be responsible. So it it gets very funky. Yes. And when we step into, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... Part of being loved, in fact, a very big part of being loved, is stepping into self-responsibility. Very, very powerful. Absolutely. Is that one of the nine aspects? I think you said, told me at one point you were, there were nine aspects. About There's the nine aspects, and it's not divided out about self-responsibility in that way, but self-responsibility is within a couple of the different aspects. So it's, okay. it's spoken about a couple of different times, right? So what I love about this workshop is that it, it really unpacks, how do I say this? Um, it unpacks some deep core issues that yeah. people either aren't thinking of or are uncertain and, un, uh, you know, afraid of. Um, 
or never thought of it this way, right? Yeah. They're so familiar and they never thought, it was like, wow, I never thought, like that one client, I never thought guilt was bad. You know, yeah. some people may come and go, I know guilt's bad, but I don't know how to get rid of it. I don't know how to let yes. it go. I don't know yes. what's underneath it. What's, what's the deep dive, right? And so one of the other pieces of this workshop is that I'm there doing really group coaching. That's going to be an aspect, right? Kind of the one of the aspects of the format of the, of the gatherings will, will, will have, you know, the sharing piece where I bring forth the, the wisdom, this, this higher level teaching. And then we do a group coaching. And we're going to go into real life. What what does this bring up for you so that we can address it directly? And, of course, spirit will pick who and, and what questions. So it it's like, you know, having the, the broader spectrum so that the most people will get the benefit. As we know, groups always come together <laughs> that are meant to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. And it sounds yeah. like there are lifelong benefits for people because it's going to shift the whole energetic frequency of how you see life, how you see yourself, and then all your possibilities shift to a higher level. Uh, and uh, you, I think under those circumstances, you release things that are not for your higher good out of pure self-love and self-respect, higher self-esteem. Yeah. Increased feelings yeah. of self worth. I mean, yeah. if if I miss anything, fill that in. No, got to me like well, that would come from it. And I would say one of the other big pieces, right, besides responsibility or what's connected to responsibility, is not being a victim, recognizing oh, that victim yeah. consciousness. There's really no place for victim consciousness. Yeah. I find that the most desperately, like you say, enraged people are the ones who feel that it's other people's fault that they feel the yeah. way they do about their life and totally understandable. You know, if you've been abused, totally understandable, you're going to be upset about or angry or bitter about that. But what you and I do after something happens is the, the 99%, the thing itself uh, to, to my way of thinking, the thing itself that happened to us is not the determining factor in terms of how we take life. And where we go from there, it might feel like it. But once we get past the original trauma, we realize what happens from here on is down to me. And that's a spot a lot of people never make it to. And with these higher energies coming in, I think a workshop like this is is just irreplaceable because you're going to show us, I have a feeling, how to move from you know, the, the step of feeling to be a victim and it's not my fault yeah. that my life sucks and moving on up, 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 different steps. Yeah. So yeah. fantastic. So what, yeah. is there a particular format? Um, is it you well, lecturing and, and people asking questions or what? Well, it's going to be kind of a combination of things, right? So it's a live um, Zoom call, right? So the, the, okay nine-week series that's coming up starting January 7th is three hours every Friday night starting January 7th for nine consecutive Fridays. Again, Zoom live. And I, in the beginning part, yes, it'll be a sharing, right? So I'll share the high-level teaching that's been given to me to pass along where we're going to dive into, you know, one of the aspects each week for being okay. loved. Then there'll be a dialogue, right? So that'll be like the personal group coaching segment and it allows for 
right, honest, real-time discussion of what came up for you during this sharing, right, what's been shared already. What yeah. what memories, right? So I'm going to have to, you know, write a little note on the sidelines in case, you know, something came up. And I don't mind taking questions throughout, but they'll oftentimes, right, things will be answered if as we keep going. But then to, to just have this discussion will enrich. And I, I love, um, I'm, I'm forgetting the gentleman's name. He used the word grok. <laughs> Not many people know that oh, word. Oh, Rama. So I smile. Yeah, I, I love um, that word. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. Right. So when people grok it, right. So they get it right. When, when we can apply it personally or see it in real life examples, which I'll be giving during the sharing, but then when people come with their real life stuff and I know they're going to be triggered, they're going to have a memory, they're going to have something that's going on in their life. They can ask about and we'll coach through that piece and bring that teaching in so that it will be understood, right. Clearer. And yeah. the integration can take place. And then I'll have experientials, right? There'll be exercises. There'll be practices, again, to deepen the, the material being shared. And if anything hasn't been answered, there'll be a Q&A section as well to address anything that hasn't been addressed already. So that'll happen each Friday for those nine Fridays. And again, okay. a different aspect so, of Friday. So, all right, it's a nine-week nine series, the mm-hmm. whole workshop at- takes place on uh, nine consecutive Fridays. And what do you mean for like an hour or two hours or three, three hours? hours. Wow. Three hours each Friday. (laughs) Quite a commitment on your part. That's wonderful. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. On my part. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's robust, I think is a great way to say it. So, I mean, it's, you know, if you're really ready to transform your life, this is going to be a great way to start the new year. This oh is going to be wonderful. And your heart's going to know, right? So I just, for any callers yeah. that are listening in or anybody that listens later, your heart's going to know, this is for me. This is what I've been waiting for. This is what I need. This is what I'm ready for. So... Absolutely wonderful. Well, where can people um, where can people sign up? Uh, your well, website uh, right. sacredbeginnings.com. Correct. Sacredbeginnings with an S dot com. You can go under workshops and being loved and there's links there. Or you could just go to the book now and find workshops and click that way or just go to events. So there's a couple of different ways you'll find it on the website. Registration is open. So you can start registering now. So, and obviously, um, I mean, if someone can't make one of those Fridays, would they get the replay then? Um, Ah, Good question. Yes. So what I'm offering is the entire series. So what Spirit suggested I do, right, is offer the entire series for sale as an MP3. So if you know already that you're going to miss a week, or you know that you want to listen back, I suggest you purchase the the series, right? And that'll be an option. Like when you register, you'll get an email that says, here's how to do that. And then if you buy the recordings at the beginning, I'll send them as we go. If you wait till the end or what have you, then I'll just send you the whole set, right? The whole series set at the end. Right. Okay. All right. I recommend getting the I recommend getting them, by the way. Yeah. They're yeah. going to be so full of goodies. <laughs> Good. I call them goodies. Spirit calls them goodies. <laughs> okay. That's fine. That's what they're. 
<laughs> and so the start starts when again? January January seventh, Friday evening, January seventh. So it'll be six PM uh Pacific time is the start time or nine PM uh Eastern time for three hours. And you know, we'll have a little break somewhere in there. <laughs> All right, I will wonderful. make sure of it, or I'll be reminded, I'm sure. <laughs> so people would just go to sacredbeginnings.com and then hit the event tab to look at that uh, and yeah. look, get the basic info again. And can they contact you if they have any questions? Um, Absolutely. Is that right? Con- okay. Yep. yep. Contact at sacredbeginnings.com is the email. And just so you know, I mean, I know this being love workshop is going to alter the course of so many lives. There's just so many new insights and so much needed guidance being offered. It's it's really going to be an eye opener. Oh, it it sounds to be uh, just a a, com- um, a completely uh, paradigm shifting experience. Because you're going to be guiding people on a very personal level, it strikes me, even though it'll be a group. Um, if you take Q&A and you, you've coached people for years, so you understand the bigger pitfalls. So, um, and you've got this beautiful, you know, intuitive, um, psychic sense of where people are energetically. So, um, yeah, it sounds absolutely wonderful. So, yeah, we have to thank you for being here tonight. Uh, well, Diana. thank you. And, uh, and again, we've been speaking with Diana, formerly Kelly S. Jones, and her new URL, her new website is sacredbeginnings.com. And we've been talking about her work, which is fascinating, and this upcoming workshop, simply called Being Loved. And um, can I just add uh, one more thing, Caroline? Of course, yes. Uh huh. Yeah, and I just want to—I just want to ask. And so, people, when they register, you're going to have an opportunity to share how you heard about this, right? The, the the upcoming workshop. So, I would love if you let me know, right? Was it me? Was it Caroline? Was it you know a night at the round table? And that way, I have an opportunity to show my gratitude and appreciation. So, please, you know, make sure you fill that out accurately, <laughs> so I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? Wonderful. Like some people don't give it a, you know, sure. a deep thought and I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to really know. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. All right. Wonderful. That is terrific. So um, I don't know if any of my co-hosts have any last comment or question. Um, if not, we will be ready for the music. Um, let me see here. Okay, so it looks like we're ready to close. Thank you so much, Diana. Many blessings. Oh, thank you. A thrill to have thank you here, you. as always. And, Likewise. Um, many blessings and many thanks to our wonderful listeners. Huge thank blessings you. of the season. Thank you for being yes. here. Namaste. Namaste.